this is Susan. And this is Katie. And welcome to another episode of She Speaks Stories. Uh, Katie, it's been a while since it's just been you and me and that Portia hasn't been with us. It's like uh, Portia sent us a text this morning and said the original duo is going to do it this morning. So this is going to be so super fun. I know. And you have had a big week this week because you got to celebrate your birthday. Yeah. Yeah. And... Being disease free and the cancer being, being gone. Praise God. Free. It that's and I wanted to tell you listeners, um, just really quickly a little follow-up cancer story since yeah. you've all been following this. I went uh this week to get the port taken out. Port Did you is, really? Yeah, it's wow. something they place inside your chest so that they can put the chemotherapy through yeah. a port and they don't have to stab your veins. Anyway, so I go to get it out and I'm laying on this little operating table in this cubicle and the surgeon comes in he says okay I'm not going to put you under I'm just going to numb you up if you feel any pain tell me right away and I'll give you more numbing stuff oh my word because you shouldn't you know that shouldn't hurt he said but I will tell you what's going to hurt bad (laughs) is the shot I have to give you to numb you up he said because you know blah 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 I said okay All right. So I'm laying on the table. I'm preparing mentally for this searing pain as he stabs me in the chest with the needle. So my head's turned this way and there's this nurse next to me and she has a sleeve, you know, a tattooed arm. Isn't that called a sleeve? I hope so, because that's what I call it. That's what we're going to call it today. And (laughs) I was trying to make conversation to just keep my mind off. Yeah. You know, so I'm like, hey, I love your sleeve. Tell me all about it. You know, so she's pointing out things. Look at you trying to sound hip. I love your sleeve. I was trying to sound hip. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) She says, uh, she's pointing out different parts. She has um, Psalm 23, 6 sketched in there. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will not be afraid. And I'm like, I can't believe you have that verse on there. I love that. That's so cool. So I start telling her about the podcast. Yeah, yeah. And I said, truthfully, um, that is one of the verses that got me through this. Yeah, six that's right. Months. That's right. And I said, you know, and we, I do this podcast with friends and we, you know, blah, blah. I told them all about She Speaks Stories. And um, I said, our listeners have been following this cancer journey. Yeah. So I'm going to give a shout out to you right on. That's so good. Next episode. I um, love that. How cool you are, you know, because she. Yeah. We had great conversation and blah, blah, blah. So she got all excited and she's like, what's the name of that podcast? I'm going to write that down. Oh, I love that. I'm going to look that up. And I said, you do that. You do that because I'm giving you a shout out. You guys were a professional team. And even the surgeon and the other nurse are like, Cool, you know, because yeah, I love that. Back and forth, how the Lord helps you. But okay, that was. I'll tell you this though, Katie. I had Facebook this week um, come up in my feed about uh, a year ago, and you and I went to one of your chemo's together, and it's remarkable. I mean, remarkable. Looking at a year ago where you had no hair. You yeah. really yeah. just felt so crummy and that the what would the red devil treatments, those yeah. four back to back. And all I could do when I saw that was look what God has done. I felt like Elizabeth in the Bible Amen. where all she could say was, Look what God has done. And that's what <laughs> I just kept thinking, look what God has done. I mean, how did we even know that we would get to this point where they would be able to say, You're disease free? I mean, that is just God is still. I mean, like, here's my scripture wall back here where all the scriptures I'm putting up and praying over everything. And I'm telling you, I'm like, Look what God has done. Look what He has done. It's just, 
it's just beautiful. It's and beautiful. how he really does walk through the valley with you yeah. and bring you out on the other side. Yeah. Um, you mentioned my birthday. So yeah. I was yeah. on a Zoom call with my family um, earlier before we got on here. And one thing we always do on everybody's birthday, you have to say your five positives and your five negatives mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for the year. And then you have to rate your year zero to 10. Blah, Love blah, blah. It. Anyway, long story short, um, at the end of it all, they said, okay, what's your, uh, from one to 10, how would you rate your year? Yeah. I said, guys, I'm giving it an eight. Mm. And they, they're like an eight. How can you give it an eight? And, um, I said, it's been an amazing year, yeah. an amazing year. And I'd yeah. already gone through, you know, yeah. physical, mental, spiritual, yeah. Yeah. all the changes, blah, blah, blah. Um, but they're like, how can you go through a year where you almost die and give it an eight? Because almost. Said, you know what? Did not. Because God, God is so good. That's right. God is so good. Yeah. And he's done so many amazing things in me, through me, in yeah. my relationships. And so it's an eight. You know what I do love, Katie? I love the part that this sweet community played in oh. this journey. I mean, the hundreds upon hundreds of messages of just full-blown paragraphs of prayers of these amazing women praying over you. Oh, it was lovely. I mean, what I loved is it was literally all over the globe, people sending messages and how they were praying for you. And God was so faithful in answering. I mean, so faithful. And it was just, yeah, it's been amazing. And listeners, if I could just take you all out for lunch and (laughs) treat you and thank you and lavish. She would enjoy that. That's and good. give you hugs. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> In non-COVID um, days. Yeah. But that's good. So grateful. Yeah. So grateful. Absolutely. And we're going to have a, so when, when COVID is gone, we are planning a big gigantic celebration for, we're having a disease free party. That's what her doctor <laughs> says that she is disease free. So we are no, planning no a disease free party. It's called no evidence of disease. And there the you go. nickname is Ned. Ned. And they're we'll like, have a Ned party. We're so in love with Ned. Ned yes. is going to be the guest of honor yes. at our party. <laughs> there okay. we go. That's good. All right. Enough about me. Yes. All right. We so have the most fabulous Oh, my heavens. You know how excited I have been about this. And so before I read Shelly's bio and before we introduce her, I just want you to understand in 1993, when I first saw her face on an album cover, or heard anything. I was a sophomore in college and I even texted my sophomore girlfriends and we're like, I feel like I'm reliving every single one of our college memories. Like you cannot even know, but Shelly Breen is a part of point of grace. And I am telling you how many times I have sung her words into a hairbrush is limitless. Like, I can't even explain to you. When I was in college, we, uh, they were on tour with For Him. And so For Him and Point of Grace, I went to college in um, East Tennessee at this tiny little um, Christian school called Carson Newman College, which is now Carson Newman University. And we would road trip all the time to Nashville, all the time, because one of my best friends lived directly in the middle between East Tennessee and Nashville. And we would stop at our parents' house and spend the night. And then we would go right on into the city and we'd go to concerts. We went to, I, it's weird the things that you remember in this life, but I remember when Point of Grace and For Him were in concert together in Nashville. And they were at this venue that had this amazing balcony. And all my college friends and I were up in the balcony. 
and Point of Grace came out and started singing. I had never heard it's their harmonies are unlike anything that you can hear in your entire life. And the venue we were in, it just lifted right up through the roof. And I just sat there in, I was just stunned. And from that moment, I was like, this is amazing. And I've listened to every single one of their songs, every single one of their albums. I can't even explain to you. And I'm telling you this, this is what I love most. Well, now that I'm an adult, if there are major decisions that have to happen into my life, I'm not exaggerating when I say God will sometimes bring lyrics that I sang in college to my mind to comfort my soul or to help me through a hard season. And some of those very lyrics are ones that I sing with Point of Grace, that I sing with. Like, I'm a part of it, but I felt like I was because I was singing into my hairbrush. But I am telling you <laughs> what they have done when they started in 1990, I think it was 1993. When they started in 1993, it it really transformed a generation into believing God was who God says he was and that he could do what he said he could do. And that when you would sing those songs over and over and over again, it moved your heart in a supernatural way. And so the reason I have been looking forward to so much to today is they really were, they were like the soundtrack to my 20s. Because I was almost 20. I was not fully 20. Yeah, I was. I was, I was, I was born in 73. So yeah, 93, I was 20. They were the soundtrack of all of my 20s, beyond a shadow of a doubt. And uh, when we got the email from Shelly's publicist, and, I, and they said, hey, we would love... And I went, stop it. I immediately emailed Dawn, and I was like, make this happen. I was so excited. I could not even stand it. So I'm going to read the bio. Um, and, um, oh, also I will say this to you. I have been listening to all the Point of Grace songs for the last week just to get ready for today. <laughs> I'm so excited. I can't even stand it. Okay. If you guys could see Susan, you don't even know up right now. Because it's, all. I'm telling you, God <laughs> used their songs so much in my life. And it was like, you know, so many times you think like you've got to be in these deep Bible studies and things to happen for God to really speak and move in your life. I'm telling you, some of the most sacred times that I have had were moments where I'm listening to music that has been ordained from God. And those were the times that God spoke the most tender and intimately to me. And so many of those times were simply songs that Point of Grace has written because they were just a reminder to my soul about how near and dear he is to his daughters and how much he loves them. And Oh, I wish I was singing like they were into my hairbrush because I, I, I would turn it up just loud enough to make me think I sound good just like they do. But anyway, okay, so let me read her bio to you. The women of Point of Grace have provided a soundtrack. See, there it is, a soundtrack to our lives for well over two decades. With faith-filled ly lyrics, their melodies have inspired generations to keep God's love as the foundation of our lives. With 8 million recordings, three Grammy nominations, and multiple Dove Awards, the original story of four gifted college girls with a passion to share their musical gifts continues to evolve and engage thousands of fans and multiple generations. Listen in as original member Shelley Breen shares her story and their brand new book, How You Live. Whether starting a new job, graduating from school, welcoming a new baby, experiencing an empty nest, or facing the daily battles of life and faith, it is comforting when someone comes along and says, I've been here before. And it's even more comforting when they share their lessons learned. So 
Story Community, welcome Shelly Breen to the podcast. Yay! <laughs> Thank you. Shelly, you do not even know how excited I am just Thank to. You. You I love that. Know. Shelly, so I was going to say, what What do you even say after an intro like that? <laughs> no, so I, I, think, I, think, I think we're done here. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so good. It's so good. I, I am so excited to hear your background story, Shelly, and, you know, just a little bit about growing up and stuff like that, but then how you four girls got together and got this started. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So tell us a little bit about your early life and the formation of the group and all of that. Yeah, well, we got started in college. Um, we all went to Washita Baptist University, which is a small uh, Baptist college south of Little Rock, about an hour. Mm-hmm. And um, three of the four of us, um, of the original members, were all music majors. And so we sort of got together just kind of on a whim. It was kind of during that time when For Him, you mentioned For Him earlier in your introduction, was just kind of coming out and there were a couple of girl groups in the pop world, like Wilson Phillips was really big. Um, And there weren't really any female Christian artists. And we had just all grown up loving Sandy Patty and Amy Grant Mm -hmm. and Michael W. Smith. And, you know, we all went to their concerts and, and so um, we just loved Christian music and it played a huge part in our lives as well. And so um, we, we, kind of got together on somewhat of a whim and um, we started doing some things around the college campus. And then it kind of from there grew just outward. And we would, um, we sang for that for the very first summer we were together. Um, we, we, we got a name. We, we were called say so at the time from Psalms 107 to let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Oh, and, oh cool. So that was our name. And we, that first summer, a lot of our friends at Washita were doing summer internships at, you know, churches around Texas and Arkansas. And so um, they would sort of give us our gigs, if you will. And we would go sing at lock-ins or maybe like a, a, a women's event or just whatever. And so we were really busy that first summer and fast forward to the next summer when all of us had finished school. Um, we went to a, a, a competition that, that used to be held in um, Colorado called um, Music in the Rockies, and it was in Estes Park, Colorado. And a lot of A um, and R guys, who are the guys that sign talent, new talent to labels, and help them find their music, a lot of A and R guys would go to that at that time. And that's kind of where it was before, like the internet and everything. Um, that's kind of where they would be exposed to, to like new talent or whatever. And so that's where we met John Mays and um, he was from word records and he's an A&R guy there and just the greatest guy ever. And so he brought us to Nashville. He liked what we were doing, brought us to Nashville, um, four girls just out of college. And we did a couple of demos, which are just, you know, um, we recorded two original songs to see what it would be like for us in the studio and, and we kind of done a little project say so project on our own and and the record company liked it and we got signed and we moved here and the rest is history so that's kind of how we started that's our group. amazing that's yeah. so cool wow but did you think like when you graduated from college and we're still together saying did you think you'd have a big career in music or did you no no we, I didn't I mean I I don't know if I really thought about it I just knew that well 
this was going to be my, you know, job for a while. And our parents yeah. were supportive. I mean, I was thinking about going to graduate school. And I actually remember I was in Terry's house in Oklahoma when I called TCU, Texas Christian, and said, I'm not going to take your assistantship grad, you know, thing. I'm, yeah. They were like, okay. And so I, um, and I was a little bit worried my parents might be like, wait, you're going to do what instead of that? And <laughs> right, they right. Very, they were very supportive. They were so supportive. And my mom's like, no, we just kind of knew that you guys, you know, had potential. And so all of our parents were super supportive. And okay, that's it really didn't take long to meet John and, and for all that to sort of start snowballing. So, but I don't know. I don't think. The only time I ever thought about I, that I can remember that I really thought, well, there will be an ending point to this, but I've learned not to say that now, was <laughs> when, it's so weird if you can remember where you are, but I remember I was talking to Heather before she left the group, which was now probably, gosh, 10 years ago, I don't know. Um, and she had, I don't remember how many babies at that point. She's got five kids now, but it was just getting harder and harder for her to travel because she had a lot of kids. And we were, I think that's what we were talking about. And I think we were talking about re-signing a contract at Word. And she had said, you know, I mean, you don't think we're going to, we must've been like 36, 37, maybe. And she was like, I mean, you don't think that we'll do this past our forties. Like when we're 40, do you? And I said, no, no, I don't no. think so. no. You know, that's the only time I ever said that. Cause I was yeah. thinking, well, surely we'll kind of be done by then. But you know, as we've evolved and I don't know, we just, the kind of where we're at now is if the phone still rings and people want us to come sing, we still yeah. really, really enjoy doing it. And so, I mean, we're still doing it. I love that. It. I love it. So yeah. That's so good. So amazing. How did you get to be called Point of Grace instead of Say So? So the record company, there was another group in town, um, a husband and wife duo. Their names are Jim and Kim Thomas. They actually have a church here in town now. And um, a little older than we were. And they had already been in Nashville. They were called Say So. Okay. And so we got a letter from them kind of like, you know, you need to change your name. We've had it longer. And they had. Yeah. And so, um, you know, and it's just people call Nashville a little big town and it is, everybody knows everybody. So, you know, John was like, you know, they have had it longer and it's probably on us to change our name. And so, um, he actually, so then became the big name hunt, you know? Yeah. Yes. And so, um, he, he, the record was done. The cover was done. Everything was done. We didn't have a name. And he's like, our manager said, you're coming over to my house tonight and you're not leaving till we have a name. (laughs) Don, the guy who signed us had written, had had a big list of just things he had come up with. And on the list was point of grace. And I think it was me. I'm not sure. I'll take credit for it since no one else is here. (laughs) Um, I think it was me that said, Hey, what about, I really like this. And I pointed it, sent it, give it to Terry, Heather. So we called John and we were like, hey, point of grace, where, what is, where did you get that? And, um, and he said, gosh, really? He said, oh, I think it was from a C.S. Lewis book I was just reading, Surprised by Joy. And we were like, oh, we really like it, you know. And I will tell you this. I don't know if I've ever said this in an interview. That has been our story all these years when people ask. 
I went through the book Surprised by Joy, and I did not see that phrase. Now, I didn't read it word for word, so maybe it's in there, but that's really funny if we've been lying about that. <laughs> but that's what he said at the time. He said, I, gosh, oh, I think it was from Surprised by Joy, and I'm like, oh, we really like it, and we just kind of moved on to where it came from. Right, right, and right. Said, well, we're going to use this, and the record company was like, oh, I don't know, we don't like that, you know, and we were like, well, you come up with something then. It was literally kind of like that. And yeah, it was like, okay, yeah. well, we'll just, this is going to be our default. And it ended up being, turning out really good. So I love it. That's Very good. good. I know. Oh. So, good. so you now, you guys have written How You Live. Yes. So tell us, who did you write it for? How did you decide on the topics? Uh, who wrote the es- different essays? How'd you assign yeah. all of that? So um, to answer your first question, we, we wrote it. Um, because we feel like now we have sort of lived enough life and we received the guy I talked about earlier, John Mays told us something very early on when we were feeling kind of inadequate to be up on stage and like, you know, you always see these other Christian artists and they're like preaching these amazing sermons in between their songs. And we were feeling like, Oh, you know, and he was just like, just be real and authentic and don't ever speak beyond your own experience. Mm. So fast forward to 51 years. And we've had a lot more experience than we had had then, just with life in general, yeah. you know. Yeah. And so there's, I think we're all convicted the older we get and the more we learn about God's word and just the the responsibility that we have as women and moms of passing the story down to the next generation and, right. and kind of giving account of where we've seen God move in our own lives and and, and telling people that. And, and so... Um, it seemed like a good time. Like we just turned 50. We couldn't really get inspired musically. Like, what do we want to do next? We weren't really sure. Um, and we loved, we had loved writing our cookbook and it had done really, really well. And we kind of tossed that around a little bit. And Lifeway was like, ah, I'm not sure about a cookbook, you know, and then this kind of came up. I don't even remember who thought of it. And we we're like, oh, that sounds really cool. Like we could each, so that's kind of how it came about and who we wrote it for, honestly, um, it sounds sort of lofty, but maybe like our own daughters in the next generation, I guess. I love could, that. But also just women. And I mean, not that a guy couldn't read the book, but it just feels like a book to encourage like moms and talk about the importance of mentorship and something to meaningful to, I mean, who needs another candle at a, at a, you know, a birthday lunch with yeah. your friend? Yeah. Who needs another onesie at a baby mm-hmm. shower you know yeah. it's kind of one of those things that you can write your we left a place and back for the for the person that buys it if they're giving it as a gift we we left a place and this is my favorite part of the book for them to record something you know how they always oh. like write, write your advice to this new married couple or what on yes. this piece of paper so this is like a place that you can do that or pass down a family recipe or a piece of advice or something I love that you know to add it in to sort of make it more more personal. And the way we chose who was going to write each essay is just, we came up, we kind of just whiteboarded tons of topics um, that, and it was really cool because the girls, the publisher at Lifeway, um, well, the editor, the publisher, and a couple of the girls that worked on the project, they're all younger than us by some of them a good 20 years. And so it was really interesting for them to put, oh, I'd I'd love to hear you talk about this. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the girls was pregnant. I'd love to hear you talk about being a new mom and like what, what that looked like. And, and so that's kind of how we came up with our topics. And then we was this kind of, when we went to divide them up, we knew we had to each do about, you know, 13 to 15 essays on them. And we just are kind of like, you know what, I've got 
a story for that. And there were hardly any that we were like, who's going to do this one? There really, (laughs) there really was something, oh, I could talk about that. Or one of the girls would say, oh, Lee, you should, you, you're, you know, your story about X, Y, Z would be great for that topic. Oh yeah. You know, so it, it worked out really well. Yeah, that's so good. That I, I can't wait to read that. it. Yeah. Well, I Shelly, don't know. Um, was it you? You four that are together now writing it? No. So we're trio, um, and I, I mentioned Heather. Mm-hmm. Um, she left the group. I should know exactly when, but I, I think it was maybe like ten years ago. Yeah. Now, um, when she had her fourth baby and her husband was in school at seminary in Louisville, Kentucky, and it just got too hard for her to make yes. yeah. to the bus and all that. And so that was a big moment for us in the life of our group. And we were kind of making it bigger in our head. I think now that I look back than it was, but we were so afraid. Like, are people still going to like us? Like, do we need to add mm. another person? Like we even, yeah. had, we tried out a couple of girls cause we had always been a quartet. Yeah. But for a few different reasons, um, we decided just to keep it a trio. Just there's yeah. so we had so much history together at that point. It would just yeah. it's almost have been awkward to try to, yeah, you know, yeah, was absolutely obvious choice. And so, um, so yeah, so we're a trio now, and we have okay. it for okay, yeah. And you guys sound amazing together. I was um watching a um a YouTube video of you guys and you were singing uh, your song, uh, one of your songs on um, QVC. Mm-hmm. It, I, it got me all choked up. That is, that Aww. was a powerful song. I mean, that was a really, really powerful song. And yeah. I love the, how you live book, the thought of giving that as gifts at major milestone events, like mm-hmm. a baby shower, like a wedding and how you live and being able to say, we've lived this part of our life. And mm-hmm. here's some things that we would love to pass on about what yeah. happens during this we stage. To, we just want to be careful. We don't want people to think we know it all or have like. No, so no. Yeah. Anything somebody can glean from it is only because of God. And, Amen. you know, because, I mean, it's not like, oh, we're so smart and you should read our advice. It's more just like what we, the only thing we do have is the testimony of our work, you know, of That's our right. life. And Absolutely. You know, really what it is, um, you know. That's and I applaud that tremendously, Shelley. I don't think that sounds lofty at all to say, hey, for one thing, writing for our own daughters for the yes. next generation, that is not lofty. I think that's biblical. I think it's yeah. kind of a mandate. I love it. It is. A mandate. It is. It and is. so really, you're just stepping out in obedience. But I know what yeah. you mean with the genuine humility saying, look, I'm, we're not writing this book because we got all the answers. <laughs> right, right. No, no, definitely not. We, I mean, there's we just, just as much them. about what we did wrong <laughs> exactly. and there's, as there is what we did right, yeah. really. I mean, I haven't really done the math, but probably more about what we did wrong. I don't know. but <laughs> Well, and and then also how God moved um, because I, I'm trying to write a book too. And I had all those insecurities at the beginning, like, well, who who would ever want to read anything about my life. I don't, I don't even have an exciting life. I don't even, I'm not famous. I'm nothing. But the Susan's friend, who's like a publisher, a literary agent Mm -hmm. girl, you know, she's like, um, just encouraged. There's a bigger story. There's a bigger story. And it's God at work in an ordinary life. And yeah, you're going to tell your own stories, but they're really about how God moved. Right. I'm like, okay, when you put it that way, I can do I, it. I get yeah. it. And I can do it 
Yeah. Well, and I love the idea that each of the essays that have been written in this book are stories about your individual lives. And that's why, you know, every week we say on our podcast, Stories Change Lives, and we believe it's truly because you can look at someone else's story and say, if God did that for them, then I'm going to start believing that he can do something similar for me. Mm-hmm. And that's the beauty of carrying down stories in each, in each other and with our, with our kids. How many kids do you have? I just have, well, including Buttons. Yes, of course. That you saw. <laughs> Who is so cute. I have two, but I, I actually just have one human. Okay. Child. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Her name is Caroline, and she's a senior in high school this year. So, so fun. You're doing yeah. all the senior things. Yeah. I mean, our school has actually done a really good job so far of keeping most of the traditions alive, even with COVID and stuff. That's and, awesome. Know, it's been, it's a fun year. They have a lot of fun things. We that's awesome. Everything about being a senior at our school. So that's yes. good. But some that's parents so said, good. by the time they're done, you're like, yay, it's over. <laughs> <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> It's a lot of work. Uh, yeah. Now, Shelly, when you, oh, go oh, ahead. Sorry, Susan. I was just going to say, can you give us kind of a little like taste of some of the, maybe some of the topics in the book and yeah. then maybe one of your favorite? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, we've got topics on everything from marriage, um, raising the next generation um, to hospitality. Family game night. It's like we've got some lighter things in there that are just more practical um, thoughts about things like that, like the hospitality, family game night, things like that, um, to some deeper things like regret or um, anxiety. So it kind of runs oh, the gamut good. a little bit. Um, yeah. And what, what was your second question? You I was what, curious. Do you have oh, a what favorite, my favorite one? Yeah. Favorite one? Um, like, I think the one. Well, I have two, and one's about kind of indirectly about my daughter. One's about my husband, and I just let him read it last night, and he was like, oh, that's nice, but um, I have one about integrity, and I sort of talked about my husband, David, in that one, and he's just, um, I've just watched him walk in such integrity, and I've learned so much from him. I, I talk about how one of my areas of sanctification over the last well, since I've been married to him has been, and I'm so much better about it now. I, I mean, I kind of think I'm, I'm kind of think the Lord has delivered me from it all. I'm really not even this, this way anymore, but I used to be like a very, like, I want justice. I want, you know, somebody, especially in the music industry, I talk about how you think in the Christian music industry, everyone's going to be super integrous and treat each other well. And I just watched him so many times through the years when I would, he would come home and tell me, something that an artist or somebody did to him or how they, you know, just something that just seemed really mean and unjust to me in, in the business world. And I'd be like, you need to do this and you need to tell them this, and <laughs> you know, and he would just always be like, it doesn't matter. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Everything, what comes around goes around. He's just so, he, he was never, he, not that he wasn't strong, but, or like he was one to just like roll over and let people continually, but he was just always like, he, he wouldn't talk about him. He wouldn't, he'd wish him well. He did. I don't know. It, it was, and I was just always like, you need to fight for yourself. You know, that was, <laughs> that was one of my qualities. And, and I just watched him walk in that integrity and I watched God through the years make everything so okay for him and us and our family. He never faltered. 
And that if he did the right thing, that God would take care of us. And he never walked over somebody else to try to climb up the corporate ladder. And we're sitting here today, 20, almost 25 years later, during COVID, when I've watched some of the people that I was like, you need, not, not that this was their punishment, but they're not doing okay. Yeah, During COVID, yes. they've lost their jobs. They've lost their life. Like, and I, I've seen David quietly do his work with his head down and God take care of him the whole way. Mm. We are not stressed out right now. He has a, I mean, today his job is secure. He's not the biggest, most powerful booking agent in town, but he kept his head down and he did his work and yeah. God is quietly taking, taking care of us. And I, so I've seen that in his life, integrity, um, and God has shown me that getting even or trying to get the last word in has, has no meaning or fruit. Mm-hmm. And, and just to trust that. And, and so that's my favorite one probably about him, just to kind of build him up and give him little props for that. Um, well, big props. Um, and then my <laughs> other one I love is just about child rearing and just really more about passing. That was kind of a long story. So I'll make this one short, but just really about what we talked about earlier, the mandate of passing down the story. Yeah. And if we, if we don't do that, we have not done our job. Yeah. yeah. I have to say we have failed as a parent, but that's the truth. Yeah. We have failed as a parent if we do not pass the story down to our kids before they leave our house. Mm-hmm. And as a Christian, I'm saying, I'm, I'm saying, right. Yeah. Put that on other people that aren't believers, but I'm saying yeah. that is it. And I was on the hamster wheel for a long time when my daughter was younger, like, do I, you know, all these activities, what do I put her in? What do I not? What about her grades? So I need to get her a tutor. Da, 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 who her friends are, this and that. And I'm like, and that, when I learned that, in ele- when she was in elementary school, a pastor that was teaching a little Bible study, actually at, at her school was like, and he wasn't even, that wasn't even the point of his whole story, but we were in the Old Testament. And he just looked at us and said something like, I mean, your jobs, your mamas, your, that's, that's the most important, highest calling in, in, in God's eyes. And, and you got to pass the story down. And that day, my whole, I did it you know, like an about face of yeah. how I'd been parenting and what then became important to me. And it was so freeing. I love that. So freeing. I love that. That's love so that. good. That is oh. so good. Listeners, so good. I, I hope you're listening. I know. I know. <laughs> and not That's a powerful word. As you work out or whatever you're doing while you're listening to this, because that yeah. is a powerful word. Yeah. And, and also don't live in regret. If you're listening and you're like, Oh no. I t- she just said I failed as a parent because my kid's in college. It doesn't matter. Like mm-hmm. if God's spirit speaking to you right now about this, you start now. Yeah. You start now. You say, Hey, I wish I would have done this. And I want you to know this is what's in my heart. And this is how I feel now. You can't go back and live in regret. Like that's right. That's you right. Know you know, and then you do something about it. That's Amen. right. That's right. Don't, I love that. I don't want anybody to feel bad. No. You know, about that. Well, and you know, one thing um, I would say is uh, that's a good word you're saying about the regret because so many times I think so many women carry that shame and regret on them. And I think Mm -hmm. shame is clearly not of God because he's a God that is of clarity and comfort um, and conviction, not of shame. But I will say um, that word that you're given is powerful. Uh, Katie's uh, sons and daughter have a family text and the reason I'm saying this, Katie, is because I'm thinking of people that are empty nesters. Um, yeah, what yeah. I love is that you guys have this group text of all your boys and Molly, 
And um, you guys are investing in each other through that group text. And you share stories and scripture and memory verses and blah, 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 blah. And I'm thinking if you are an empty nester and you do sit there and think, wait a minute, what, what if I didn't help pass I missed the story? Ah. Yeah. yeah. You know what? Technology is a beautiful thing. You still got time. Yeah. <laughs> like, there is still yeah. the ability to be able to be creative and, uh, and be able to pour into your kids on a daily basis. And that's right. Without that's a right. doubt, without I mean, a doubt. I am not, I, listen, I'm not tooting my own horn. I, I missed so many opportunities, I'm sure. But I, I do know that after I heard that, we talked about God more in our home than we would have mm. prior to that. Yeah. And I, you know, and so, and I do see the fruit of that in my daughter's life. She's not perfect. I'm just saying I do yeah. see some of that fruit. Sure. And it's never too late to do the next right thing. I love and that. So you can start right now. It doesn't matter. God can redeem it all. And he will. Yes, Amen. that's right. That's right. I love and that. We put the shame on ourselves, the regret. Sometimes other people put it on us too. Like, right. yeah. oh. and I don't want to be that person. So <laughs> please, <laughs> oh, no, no, no. You fell, you fell. Please do not feel that way. Like, I, oh, I mean, like, as far as parenting goes, you know, they're like, oh, what happened yeah. to that kid? What'd you do wrong? You That's know, right. oh, gosh. I, and hey, yeah, I, I know tons of parents that are way more godly than me that did a way better job their kids are maybe off the rails and then some I'm like how did the kids turn out so good you know yeah <laughs> yeah exactly right. there's exactly. no a reason everyone has their own story and the way they That's get there right. you know I love Billy Graham he said uh, of his kid he said you know some some kids just take the long way home you mm-hmm. know and how beautiful of a thought is that? I love that. I have never heard that. Yeah. I've never heard it. I mean, yeah. I didn't know. So that. be at peace, lady. Well, I like that you're saying, <laughs> yes, oh, man, yeah. sometimes they take the long way home. That is really good. You know, um, my family and I, we've been uh, in, in a very strange season uh, the last few months. And uh, last week I was writing some scripture down on a card to put on the scripture wall. And what came to mind as I was reading was what Eugene Peterson says um, about faith, that it's the long obedience in the same direction. That's right. And it sometimes it feels longer than others. I mean, sometimes <laughs> you're in a season where that long obedience in the same direction is long. Mm-hmm. And But I like what you're saying that with what Billy Graham said, because it reminds me sometimes it does take a long time for some of us. To, They're taking the long way. Yes, it, it's yes. hopeful. It's hopeful. It you parents out there where your kids are not lining up with your values. They're not yeah. walking in the way that you would excite your soul. Yeah. Uh, maybe they're just taking, taking the long, long way. way. That's yeah. beautiful. It is beautiful. Shelly. Um, if you guys, I want you, I want to tell them, all of our listeners really quick, how they can get the book. Um, because you also have um, a virtual launch party that's yes. going to happen. Yes. So do you want to talk a little bit about the virtual launch yeah. party? So um, go to howyoulivebook.com to get the book. Um, if you do this before, I don't know when this podcast is going to air. It, it, but it's like, I think next week, actually. It's, um, but okay, if they perfect. do it before October 27th, I think, yes, right? If they yeah. do it before, I, so I didn't know if it was going to be November. Yeah, if they do um, October 27th, buy October 27th, you and pre-buy it, you will get a code that will allow you to come into our virtual launch party. We're doing some songs. We're going to have a special guest, um, some giveaways. It'll be, it'll be fun on the 27th. We were going to awesome. do... A live one in some book signings, but you know, that's not yeah. happening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we know. We yeah. so, we so what we're going to do is we're going to put on our show notes um, all of this information. Um, I'm looking at it right now that we're going to put in every the where you can go to purchase the book. 
And then I also want to put the How You Live song on our show notes because oh, I'm so, isn't that, is yeah. it called How You Live, the song? How You Live, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I listen to. Some people call it Turn Up the Music. Yes, that's um, the one I listen to. It's the same song. Yes. Some people just call it Turn Up the Turn Music because that's, that's the main. The chorus starts. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, that's the one you were singing on QVC. Oh, it's so good. Oh, yeah, probably. Kelly, um, yeah. as far as your songs go, did all three of you, or when it was four, did you all write lyrics and music or were some more the writers and others almost all of our songs in the early days are written by nashville songwriters and so how it works here i would say more often than not now the artists write their own music but when we were coming up through i'd say it was half and half where there will be a pool of songwriters that would get together and we would go to them and say here's what we want to talk about here's what we want to say oh. and that's their whole job is to yes. write a wow. yes. job is to like be the messenger for the songs and Got so it. um we do write a little bit I always tell everybody people are like so you don't write your own songs I'm like no if we were if we had written our own songs we would be so rich <laughs> <laughs> God didn't have us do that because he didn't you know it's hard for rich people to get to heaven and so <laughs> But other people make the money for the songs and we just make the money for singing them, which is, but but seriously, we always joke around that like on our very, very last album, we're going to write all the songs because it won't matter if it's terrible or not. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm just joking, but we're just not, I mean, we we write a little bit, do a little bit of lyrics. We'll put our thoughts into it and stuff, but. Well, Shelly, I love that because really, you know, how scripture says the body, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, everyone's working in their gifts for sure in our situation. And some people will say, like, oh, you're not legitimate if you don't write your own music as an artist. And I'm like, I never even thought I would be a singer, much less like a songwriter. Yeah. And so my response to that has always been my snarky response is, well, we're still around after all these years. But exactly. (laughs) But my 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 true true response is that's the old Shelly. Um My true response to that is this. When we get pitched a song, that's what they call it, we'll listen to, we'll listen to 500 songs before we pick 10. Oh, my and heavens. We'll in our car, well, there are demos of songs. Like some of, people go all out when they pitch us demos in the old days. They would like have, you know, three girls sing them so we could kind of hear how they would sound. And, and so we're listening to our, that song in the car or at our house or whatever, just like you two would listen to it. And so we're going to go, oh, that got me. And we're going to know that feeling. It's not like, oh, I really like this song because I wrote it. And I, but I don't really know if it's good or not because you can't separate yourself from it. Yeah. Yeah. We're listening to it just like you. So if it gets me and gives me goosebumps and I go, oh, Jesus will still be there as love. The Great Divide. I was like, oh, that's genius. You know, see, you're putting your hand on your head. I, I feel the same way. Like I, when I heard that song, I'm like, oh, I know this is a biggie. I know it. Like people are going to, because it was in my heart. You know what I'm yes, saying? So yes. I think for us, it's been an advantage to not be a songwriter. We're just not as rich. <laughs> <laughs> I love that so much. Yeah. That oh, is, that's fascinating. That yeah. is so interesting. I mean, yeah. people don't know how it works. People don't know. People really don't know how it works. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. so that is super, super interesting. And I respect that because 
it's more uh, collaboration and more of there is. giftedness. And yeah. okay, this person's gifted in writing lyrics. Yeah. This one maybe in writing the totally. Two. It's and all then the you guys, gifts. yeah, gifted in the harmonies and the in the talent. And it's beautiful. It's a picture of the body working together. It is. It really is. Like there's so many pieces. I always look at it as a pie. Like there's so many pieces of the pie that it takes for a song to make it to the radio. There's the 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 people that play that write the song. There's the guy that got us the song. That's his job to live, sift through songs and go, I think the girls will be great on this. And then give it to us. Then there's the, you know, the lady that's at the record company trying to get all the stations to play it. And then there's the guy at the station that says, I'm going to put this on my radio set. Like it's mm-hmm. so many people that gets the yes. song to ears that we're just a piece of the pie. We get a lot of the credit, but we're really just a piece of the pie. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we would be nothing without the songwriters. Nothing. I mean, you know. So who beautiful. So. And so of the kingdom because he cares about relationships he cares about people loving him and knowing truth and that's what your lyrics are about and your songs and everything but he's also about relationships and and loving one another so what you guys do working with all these people and frankly i love your your little story about your husband and integrity Mm. i can't wait to read that taking the high road um, and protecting relationships in this industry where it's so beautiful when you can all work together, but we're all human and people, you know, mess yeah. up and have bad yeah. attitudes and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And so relationships break down. But when somebody like your husband is committed to the Lord and has integrity, right. then it's beautiful. So I can picture you. I, I love that. That's um, pretty cute too. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, I want to tell you when, um, when, I was, my, my three kids are from Ethiopia. We adopted them um, almost 10 years ago. And when we were uh, in the transition home, we were in the guest house and we were uh, spending, it was like the night before we had to fly home back to America. We had made a couple of trips back and forth. And um, the last trip where we went to pick them up and we had been there for seven days doing embassy and all of that stuff. So uh, the night before we were getting ready to go, and my littlest one was, uh, you can imagine. I mean, it's just, there's these weird emotions because they were, uh, oh. th- they were um, three, six, and ele- uh, three, six, and 14. And so our littlest one that was three, uh, the night before we left, she was just having the hardest time going to sleep. I mean, the hardest time going to sleep. And so um, they had a crib beside us because she was tiny, even though she was three. So she did not like that crib. She was like, um, get me out of here. She was speaking mm-hmm. that in Maharic, but I knew what she meant. And so yeah. we pulled her over into bed with us and we were laying there. And um, the only song that came to my mind that I had not listened to or heard in years was Who Am I? Mm. And Mine, I... Okay. Who am I? Yep. You would love me. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. And all better than mine now, but yes. Oh, yeah. This is the one that was on Steady On. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And so I laid there, and it, I hadn't heard it in years. Nothing, and I knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that the Holy Spirit had brought it to my mind. And mind. so I sat there. She had no clue what I was singing over her, and I just rubbed her hair and I just sang that song, and I was like Aww. a sobbing mess. But I was like. I'm just going to declare over her who she is right now. Like, right. that's what I'm going to do. And I knew, I knew that I knew that I knew. And so when I'm sitting here, you t- saying, like, who writes the songs, who sings the songs, I'm telling you this, whoever wrote that song was amazing, but you guys singing that song 
was even more amazing. You know who wrote it? No. You know who wrote it? Have you heard of Christine Nathan Knuckles? Yes, of course. That's who wrote it. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. That yeah. would make, yeah. Susan, you love her. Wasn't she the worship leader at Annie, um, Annie Downs' yeah, conference, Downs, you and yeah. I? Yeah. Probably. Yeah, Probably. she was. Yeah. And yep. she's really, really good friends with Michelle, who's been on the podcast before. Oh, awesome. the photographer wrote yeah. that. I'm telling He's you what. all connected. I know. It's like a bunch of dots together. I'm telling you what, though, that night singing that over her, it was like God was healing my heart saying, yeah. you know what? I got them. I've got them. Don't be so stressed out. I've got this. It was beautiful. Yeah. It was beautiful. Shelly, you, you have been a gift. You have been an absolute gift to just to be able to talk and listen to your stories. Um, we have one last question we want to ask you that we ask mm-hmm. every single person that um, we have on. And okay. it is, if you had one idea or statement that you could leave us with, what would it be? Well, um, I think it would be that we're in, well, we're in a season of um, just a lot of, I mean, it's just kind of a, a weird time in our yeah. world. I mean, yeah. it, you know, it, I hate to say it feels unprecedented. It is for us. It's not unprecedented, but it is right. for us. It not is like. for us. Yeah. Yeah. And that we need to, we need to have fixed eyes. And I think that would be my, my, uh, what do you call that? Like admonishment? Yes, <laughs> I love that. To not look right or left because there is never any kind of a win in comparison of who, who's right and who's wrong. But to fix our eyes, there is a third way and a better way. Yeah. And to fix our eyes on Jesus. I love that. Um, and to keep our eyes, you know, focused up and not looking right or left in this season. Yeah. That would probably That's be- wise. That's pretty um, all-encompassing, so do with that what you will. But it's helped it. me a lot and just even with friends. And I just, I mean, our country's so divided right now. And our pastor two weeks ago was saying we've never lived in such a binary time, you know, mm-hmm. where it's this or this. You're this, and if you're this, you hate this. And if you're this, That's you hate right. He was like, I would like to suggest that there is a third and higher way. Mm. And so it comes up all the time and I've used the line. I'm like, you need to unpack that in a whole Sunday because he just said it in passing. And I'm like, blah, 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 blah. Yes. <laughs> now whenever I have people over, because I have people from all walks of life over to my house or whatever. And, and if things come up like politics or anything like that, yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'm not Democrat or Republican. I'm the third and higher way. I love that. <laughs> you know, really and I, that. I don't mean that like I'm better. I just mean my eyes are fixed somewhere Amen. else. Amen. Yeah, you know, I love it. So, yeah. That's so good. Shelly, yeah. you really, really, really have been a gift. You don't even oh, know. This has just been good for the soul. I'm so glad that you had, and I wasn't sure, I, I couldn't really say anything when you were telling your, your cancer story earlier because oh, yeah. I wasn't introduced yet. But <laughs> that's I'm right. So happy. I'm so happy about that. And that is amazing. And I'm so glad you're, I'm so glad you and Ned are best friends now. We are best <laughs> friends. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Shelly, thank I you. heart Ned. <laughs> I heart Ned. Okay. So when we have the party, at, we're going to have a party at the barn, hopefully. And we are going okay. to do I heart Ned t-shirts. Uh, that's fantastic. <laughs> that's right. Yes, do it. 
We'll play Point of Grace. Music. Yes, we will. We okay. will. Give me credit. We'll, we'll I wrote dance. that t-shirt. I want the- <laughs> That's right. We're going to send you one. We're going to send you one. That's Where are you good. guys located? Right outside of D.C., a uh, little okay. south of D.C. So, okay. yeah. Yeah, Fredericksburg, awesome. if you've ever yeah. heard of it. Nice. Right. Actually, you're going to be getting a, um, actually, this week, you'll be getting a little package from us. So that'll Aww. be good. I know. A little, little thank you gift. So thankfully, Aww. we have your address. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, That's yeah, so we didn't, we didn't mention this. I have to say it before I sign off. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned Terry. Yes. Oh, yeah. Her sister is one of is our dear friends. One of our dear friends, Kate. Hey. Jordan. No, Kate wait, Jordan. Kate and John. Yes, you yes. know them? Yes. Stop it. <laughs> that is gone. So I mean, we go way back. Yeah. I mean, they were, um, gosh, their kids have to be totally grown now. Oh, they're like, totally they're grown. Yeah. yeah. Totally grown. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, it's it, Katie's Terry's oldest sister. So, of course, I know her. Like That we were, is so yeah. precious. That's awesome. I'll tell they're you this. A lot of years together. Here's the, here's the really sweet thing. Two weeks ago, or two, not two weeks ago, probably about a month. No, let's see, was it in the, okay. It was in the summer, it was like in August. We all got together at Washtenaw Baptist University. Terry and Heather are no longer in the group, but we all were pregnant um, with, our, with our girls at the same yeah. time. We all ended up having girls. Uh, my daughter and Heather's daughter are eight days apart. My, our daughters are one month apart from Terry's daughter. No way. Yes, she had hers like a month before we did. So they haven't really grown up together because the group kind of split. I mean, Caroline still has a stuffed animal that Terry gave her like right before she left the group. Oh. Baby. Um, Terry, Katie's, Katie's sister. And so um, they haven't been in the, in the group for a long time, but they're all going to college next year. And so I texted Heather and Terry and I said, Hey, wouldn't it be cool if we brought our girls to all of our girls and we met at Washita where we got together and they toured the campus together. I don't know that any of them will go there, but it'd be neat. We, we, we cannot not do this. Are you going to yeah. do that? We did it. You did. Was did it, it so amazing? It August. Oh, it was the sweetest. And here's the crazy thing. My parents live in Little Rock and that's where Terry lives. Heather drove in from Kentucky. We all met there, but Terry and I rode down together with Mallory, her daughter and Caroline, my daughter. They didn't know each other from Adam. And by the time we were driving back home, we, we all went to lunch together, um, toured the campus together, so nostalgic, made the girls take pictures in front of like the first room that we sang in together. Of course all you did. Hours. Yes. And when we were driving home, Terry, Katie's sister, she said, I said, I feel like our girls, we're listening to them talking stuff. I said, I feel like our girls, as not just, not just our two girls in the back, but all three of our girls are are so much alike, like in the same like place, like just like socially and like with the Lord and just how they are, just how they are. So I feel like they're so alike. She goes, they're so alike and it's freaking me out. And I'm like, I know. I love that. It's weird how they have not grown up together, but they are all three so much alike. I love that. And kind of just their, their way. Yes. Sort of, um, I don't know. Maybe like slight uh, innocence compared to some, maybe their age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. More, maybe they've just been sheltered more and that's the way we all ended up parenting or whatever. But in a sweet way, they're all so much like, just their demeanor. Their demeanor. I that's love, what I mean. I love and I that. loved it. I was like, oh, 
I so, love that they got along so quickly and, and yeah. again, that's beautiful. That's yeah. so beautiful. Have they yeah. decided where, where, have any of them decided where they're going to go? Uh, no. Um, it's but so early. My, my daughter did just apply for the first, last night, the first two colleges she applied to, which on that same trip, we went to Washita. We went up north and went to the U of A, University of Arkansas. Okay. And I think Matt, there's a good chance Mallory will go there. Carrie's two older boys both went there. One's still there. Okay. Now, I didn't go to U of A. Obviously, I went to Washita. My yeah. sister did. My brother-in-law did. If you grew up in Arkansas, you're a Razorback. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, so good. So Caroline loved it. And so I was thinking, she applied there. It was the first college she applied to, University of Arkansas. And I had no, we kind of did it as a tip of the hat to my sister. We took a girl's trip up there and looked at it and she ended up going, oh my gosh, I really like this. So I just think, wouldn't it be crazy if Mallory, yes. Terry's daughter, and oh. ended up at the University of Arkansas? I and think that's so fun. Ter- uh, Caroline, my friend, was like, I could see that would be like the kind of person I want to be roommate with. After knowing her for three hours, you know. So anyway, it's just such a small It's, it's a small that. world. The way God we have yeah. things together. I, I mean, knows, but at the very least, they could definitely end up there together. So that's that right. That's right. So that's sweet. So, so fun. Yeah. I just remember Kate, uh, Kate Jordan and I were on staff together. Susan, kind of before you yeah. came yep. on staff. Yeah. And, um, and I remember when she said, oh, my sister is in Point of Grace. I'm like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's like famous. They're like rock stars, aren't they? Kind of, you know? <laughs> she was real quiet about it, though. She would never talk about it. Like, she didn't yeah. ever, she, whenever she would talk she, about her yeah. sister, she would talk about her sister. And how it's like, she just had this, she has such a sincere love for her family. And I love it. Yeah. So oh, I know. Yeah. They're it's, all, yeah. and hey, ain't one of those, well, I'll call them the Lang girls because that was their maiden name. Yeah. There's four of them. And, Ain't one of them bad looking. They are all pretty. Oh, <laughs> every one of them. Terry and Katie look a lot alike too, but they are all pretty. And everyone was always like, oh, Terry's the prettiest. We're like, I know. They're all sweet and they are all beautiful on the inside. That's so good. That's so good. <laughs> Well, uh, listeners, let me tell you this. You need to pre-order um, this book by Point of Grace before October 27th because yeah. you need to get in on this launch party because if it is even just a quarter of fun of like we are having today, which is <laughs> more, which is a lot. we are going to be blessed and blessed <laughs> and blessed. Um, so we're going to put everything on the show notes. You need to go straight there, click there, and get your book. Um, immediately because it's going to bless you. This book is being a part of the launch party is. And also I want you to go to the, um, how you live song and listen to it. Cause it's so good. It's so, so good. Shelly, you've been a gift. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you for guys so us. much. I hope Thank you, have a you your fall colored leaves that I'm sure you have in a beautiful. Abundance. They're starting, man. We're hoping. They're starting and it's gorgeous. Awesome. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's so I good. So pretty. Shelly. Thanks. Thank you all. Looking forward to listening back. Edit out all my mistakes. (laughs) (laughs) Such a joy. Bye. Bye, Bye. Bye, listeners. Bye, listeners. We'll see y'all next Friday.